Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. So this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley, and they have a great new product that I've been taking every morning called Neuro Effect, and it is a neuro-supportive blend of eight full-spectrum mushroom extracts and something called NeuroFactor, which is whole coffee fruit extract. You guys, I'm a huge fan of medicinal mushrooms. I take them to support my immune system and my brain health, but virtually every mushroom product on the market is not really mushrooms. It's actually just a part of the mushroom. It's called the mycelium, and they actually grow it on grain. The grain can actually cause gut irritation and interfere with your body's absorption of the little mushrooms that they've got included in it. Now, Paleo Valley's Neuro Effect actually contains a blend of eight whole mushrooms. They're not grown on grain, so you get the entire mushroom instead of just a piece of it. The product is greater than 26% beta-glucans, which are the medicinal elements of a mushroom. Now, let's compare this to coffee. One of the ways that coffee works to increase your focus and energy is by modulating your body's secretion of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF. If you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you've heard me talk about BDNF. It is a protein associated with learning and memory. It also protects your current brain cells, and it encourages the growth of new ones. That's why it's no surprise it has the nickname Miracle Grow for the Brain. But we all know that coffee also can have negative side effects like crashes in the afternoon, stained teeth, dehydration, headaches, addictive properties. I mean, you guys know this. And that's why we went looking for a different way to increase your BDNF without those negative side effects. And that is how Paleo Valley came across organic coffee fruit. In just 60 minutes, it works 4.3 times better than coffee at boosting your natural production of BDNF. Plus, it only contains two milligrams of caffeine, which is similar to the amount you'd find in a single square of chocolate. So this means no crash or feeling like you need another cup of, of uh, coffee a few hours later. Just clean energy without the jitters. Now, it's also rich in beta-glucans. They are naturally occurring polysaccharides, and they're, they're like the fountain of youth for your brain. They also support your immune system. Beta-glucans are one of the best things to support your immune system. A 2012 review on products containing beta-glucans found that they can help to naturally increase your energy, reduce confusion, boost mood, improve recall and memory, and increase vigor. Numerous prestigious universities like Brown, Cornell, and Harvard have all heavily researched the power of beta-glucans. And thanks to the dedicated research that's occurred over the last 50 years, we know that they can stimulate the production of BDNF. So you get beta-glucans, you also get the organic coffee fruit in this, as well as many other properties that are in things like lion's mane, reishi mushroom, turkey tail mushroom, cordyceps. You know, guys, I'm huge. I'm a huge fan of these kinds of herbs and mushrooms. 
And I think you guys will get a lot out of this. So go ahead, check out Paleo Valley. It's Neuro Effect. Use the coupon code JOCKERS at checkout to save 15% off. Well, hey, everybody, we're back for another Q&A podcast. We have got some amazing topics that we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about different nutrients. We're going to talk about zinc, magnesium. We're going to talk about vitamin B6, which is one that's commonly overlooked. We're going to talk about vitamin D and vitamin K2. A lot of you guys have questions about, do you need to take those together? We're going to talk about that in this Q&A. We're also going to talk about some other issues as well. So we've got Let's see, some questions on taking probiotics with parasites and how to do a parasite cleanse. We're going to talk about binders. So a lot of really good questions. And joining me is our superstar health coach, Melissa Knorr. She's been on many of our Q&As. If you guys are missing our Q&As, if you're new to our podcast, definitely check out our archives because we do a Q&A every single month. Melissa joins me on a lot of those, and we go through so many different topics, and I see a lot of the same questions coming in over and over and over again, and many of them we've addressed in other Q&As, so be sure to check those out. We usually put uh, some of the themes in the title, um, so you'll see like that various titles will have themes of a lot of the topics that we discuss, but of course, we can't get everything in to a title, so um, they're just great to listen to for a wide variety of health concerns and health issues. So again, thanks for joining us. And Melissa, excited to get started here. Yes, me too. So well, let's start with the parasite question, and then we can transition to binder because we'll talk about binders when we're yeah. talking about the parasite question. So Susan from YouTube wants to know, should you stop taking your daily probiotic when treating parasites? What are the best supplements to take to help with a parasite cleanse and support the digestion and the microbiome? So I love this question. Um, you know, most people have parasites. We don't like to think about that, but we do. You know, so it's about kind of managing the whole microbiome and your um, the load of parasites. And of course, different there's different types of parasites. Some are a lot more pathogenic. And when we do testing, we can see which ones are more pathogenic. And those are the ones that you really want to address. But um, and we have lots of different um, products to address parasites. So do you want to start talking about those? And we, then we can talk about binders. Yeah, for sure. And so when we find that parasites are an issue uh, through our testing, I know Melissa works with people all around the world, our whole health coaching team does. And so there are certain symptoms that people will see uh, or that that our coaches may see associated with parasites. You know, one of the common ones is, for example, a lot of itchiness. That can be a histamine issue, of course, but that can also be related to parasites. Uh, being woken up around in that time period between 1 and 3 a.m. is is very common. And particularly around the full moon, that can be really common with parasites. And of course, we'll look at different labs as well, like a stool analysis to try to identify parasites. Or, you know, you could see some markers on blood work, like high eosinophils, which is a, a white blood cell marker that is often associated with parasites. And so there's a whole kind of pattern that we'll look at. And if we identify that parasites are an issue, one of the big things we'll do is a full moon parasite cleanse. And so we know that parasites, they, they're more active when they have more serotonin. When, when our body has more serotonin in the system, parasites become more active and melatonin um, is a little bit more inhibitory. And so around the full moon, we've got more light in the sky and that tends to activate 
the parasites more. And so it's they're more active and therefore it's a great time to use targeted supplementation to help reduce the overall parasite load. And like Melissa said, all of us have some level of parasites. They need to be in, in a certain balanced uh, threshold. When the parasite load gets too high, we can have a lot of unwanted symptoms. They can obviously rob us of key nutrients and they produce a lot of toxins. And those toxins drive up inflammation in our body. So to get the parasite load under control, we'll use different herbal supplements and binders, particularly we'll pulse them in around the full moon, usually like starting like a week before going to a week after. Okay. And, and for some cases we might do, you know, two months on parasite herbs kind of straight through and just go more intense uh, during the full moon. It just depends on the individual, and the overall parasite load. And so some of the things that we're using are um, some great herbs from a company we use, Cellcore. So they've got Mimosa Pudica, which is a kind of a really sticky, gelatinous herb that uh, is really good for kind of grabbing and holding parasites, almost like a binder for parasites. Um, and we'll talk more about binders as we go on. And then there's other great herbs. Clove is a really, really good one when it comes to getting rid of uh, parasites, black walnut, um, wormwood, sweet wormwood is another good one. Um, Vidanya, which is a Ayurvedic herb. That's also really, really good. Um, I mean, there's a whole number of them. Berberine can be helpful, garlic. So a whole number of them. And we use a protocol, particularly with two, sometimes three different supplements. Um, and then also we use a binder and binders are compounds that almost act like a sponge where they kind of grab, but instead of like releasing, they grab and hold particularly toxins that are produced by the parasites. So we're talking about microscopic toxins. We're not talking about the actual organisms themselves, although in some cases they may bind, like charcoal may bind to some of the organisms. Uh, the kind of binders we're going to use here are more specific for the endotoxins that are produced by um, bacterial bacteria dying, as well as uh, what the parasites are releasing, candida, different fungus, what they're going to release in our system. We call that endotoxins, and they're going to bind to that and help pull that out of our system. So we use a product called Biotoxin Binder that happens to be really, really good for these kind of endotoxins, grabbing those, pulling those out of the system. So that way we don't get unwanted uh, reactions. A lot of times when people have done antiparasitic herbs or antimicrobial herbs, they have unwanted reactions, right? More skin inflammation. They, they, have, they feel lightheaded, dizzy, headaches. Really, a lot of fatigue. And that can be because of these toxins. It's often the case that are released out into the bloodstream and they start to poison the mitochondria in our body. And so that's why we want to take the binder to make sure that that doesn't happen. The binder is able to grab those things, pull them out of the system so we don't get those unwanted reactions while we're doing this sort of cleanse. Yes, definitely. And as far as her question on probiotics, I do recommend probiotics with any type of parasite protocol because these herbs, while they're, they can also affect the gut microbiome. So they're not as destructive as an antibiotic would be, but they do affect the microbiome and the good bacteria. So we want to support the good bacteria while we're doing any type of antimicrobial protocol. And I also want to stress the importance of, she mentions digestion. So when whenever you're doing any type of parasite protocol or antimicrobial protocol, it's 
critical that you're having really good bowel movements. So we want to make sure we're supporting digestion and elimination mm -hmm. um, during that process. And, you know, digestion is really critical for keeping parasites at bay because the stomach acid that our bodies naturally produce helps to kill parasites. So that's a way that our bodies naturally keep parasites at bay. And a lot of people aren't producing enough stomach acid, especially as we age, we produce less. Or if we have um, any kind of GI issues or gut issues that can cause lower stomach acid. And there's a marker we can look at called elastase that tells us and a sufficiency of enzyme and HCL production and blood testing too can indicate that. But so you definitely also want to consider, you know, supporting digestion with um, digestive enzymes. We've got a couple of different options there. One has stomach acid. If you do have low stomach acid, one does not and just really supports, um, you know, uh, nutrient absorption, breaking down the the food so that you're absorbing the nutrients and foods. So all of that is going to support, you know, whenever you're addressing anything with the gut, doing all of these supportive things and making sure your diet's really good because you want to be feeding the good bacteria with prebiotic foods, lots of fiber, all of that's going to support digestion and elimination. So, you know, there's a lot to it, which is why it's great to work with someone with experience in guiding people mm. through protocols when you're going to do anything like this. So. Yeah, super key. And and you mentioned constipation being an issue. I mean, you really don't even want to start a parasite cleanse until you get that, until you get things right. moving, right? And so just kind of getting your bowels moving. In fact, a big part of what we try to do is open up all the drainage pathways, get the lymphatics moving better, kidneys functioning better, liver functioning better, kind of as a, a prerequisite before you start doing any sort of intense parasite cleanse or any sort of kind of microbiome makeover you really want to um, support all those those drainage pathways. That way you're eliminating toxins. Otherwise, I mean, you could throw binders in there, but everything's just kind of sitting there, putrefying, fermenting, and, and um, you know, it's going to drive up more inflammation in the system. This podcast is sponsored by Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research. For anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, they must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and they become sluggish. And this is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It also works remarkably well to fight fatty liver which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're going to receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain 
with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Just go to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's get liver help. So G E T L I V E R H E L P dot com forward slash jockers or call 800 282 1757. You're covered by their 365 day money back guarantee. So you have nothing to risk, but supplies are limited. So go head over to get liverhelp.com forward slash chalkers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com forward slash chalkers or call 800-282-1757. Well, let's move on to the binder question. Christina from, she asked this on our website. She has heard in multiple podcasts, Dr. Jockers recommending a binder. Which does he recommend and what protocol? I believe this is beneficial for detoxification, question mark. So, um, you know, we touched on biotoxin binder, which is a great one for, you know, when we're addressing um, imbalances in the gut microbiome or parasites. There's also GI detox, which is one of my favorites to use um, with, with those protocols. But, you know, we offer a variety of binders. So do you want to share more about which ones you would recommend for specific issues? Yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah, typically GI detox is a great one as well as biotoxin binder for the microbiome and impacting, you know, especially if you're doing a parasite cleanse or you're doing a, um, if you've, if you've had yeast fungal overgrowth in your system, both of those can be really, really helpful, um, because they've got certain compounds that are, that are very specific for those things. Charcoal in general is a good binder. If you're dealing with bloating, or for example, if you eat food that you may have a, a reaction to, like, for example, if somebody eats gluten and they're gluten intolerant, uh, charcoal can be helpful. Doesn't mean it's going to mitigate all of the the effects. Also for for um, for alcohol. So if somebody has alcohol, they don't want to get a you know they drank maybe a little too much. They don't want to have a hangover the next day. Charcoal has been shown to help. In fact, charcoal is what they give uh, if somebody goes to the hospital with an overdose. Right? If you overdose on ibuprofen or something like that, they're going to pump a lot of charcoal in your system to try to bind that um, because again, it grabs. A ton of you know stuff. It has a huge surface area for for grabbing uh, different compounds and pulling that through the system. Charcoal can be a little bit constipating, so you know if you are taking charcoal, you definitely want to make sure you're taking magnesium, making sure you're hydrating well. That's super important. Charcoal stays in the gut, so it's not going to go outside of the gut. Whereas the the bioactive carbons, the fulvic acids. Those are small, very, very small. In fact, they can not only go out of the gut and into the bloodstream, but they can also go into the cells and pull different compounds out of the cells. So now we're talking about, you know, real cellular detox. And so we've got a number of ones that are really effective for that. So the biotoxin binder, not only is that we're good for these toxins in the gut, but also 
and will get out in circulation. It's very good for mold and mycotoxins. It's very good at binding there. And we also have a, a stronger one called carboxy as well from Cellcore that um, is very powerful, very specific for mycotoxins. Mycotoxins are the toxins produced from mold. So in a sense, it's chemical warfare. Mold is trying to produce these chemicals that damage competing organisms. And so inside of our system, if we have a fungal overgrowth uh, or if we're just inhaling and breathing mycotoxins from our environment, then that's going to make its way into our system, into our bloodstream, and it can create a lot of inflammation and damage in our in our body. It shuts down mitochondrial function, drives up inflammation. So carboxy can be really helpful. Biotoxin binder is, again, very good for that. Um, and so those are good. And then we also have one called HMET binder, which is really good for pulling out heavy metals. We know heavy metals are a major issue from amalgam fillings in our mouth, from consuming a lot of foods in, let's say, aluminum cans. Um, of course, vaccines have you know different heavy metals in them as well, whether it's aluminum or mercury or whatever uh, adjuvant agents that they're using. So that can be obviously real problematic and build up in our system. People who have been raised with uh, in homes that had lead paint or, or around lead gasoline or even parents, right? So if your mom had, like my mom had uh, amalgam fillings, right? And so as I was developing, the mercury that was getting into her system from those fillings was getting into me. So these things can be passed down if if your parents were raised in a home that had lead paint or around lead gasoline, right? Particularly your mom, that's going to get in her system. It's going to get in her bones. Some of that can cross in the placenta and into um, you know, you as, as a developing baby. And so all of us have some level of heavy metals. For some people, it's a lot worse than others. HMET binder is a really good one for that, for pulling that out. And um, you know, there's also, we also have a Virad Chem binder as well, which helps to activate the NRF2 um, antioxidant converting enzyme pathway, as well as using fulvic acids to help help the body deal with uh, high viral load as well. So that's another good binder. I know this is a lot of complex stuff, but we have specific binders for all of these. And another great one that is just a good kind of all round binder, but it's also a great nutrient source is actually chlorella. So taking chlorella on a regular basis, which is a single cell algae, that is a very good binder, all purpose binder. And um, it's also a great source of nutrition and, and chlorophyll for the system to help uh, really, really all the drainage pathways function better. It helps activate the mitochondria. So that's one you'll find in certain supplements that are, are binding supplements, but also you can just take, like we have a, a company called Energy Bits that we we enjoy. So that's just kind of chlorella tablets that we'll take. You also see it in some greens powders and things like that. Uh, but chlorella can also be very helpful here. Yes. Awesome. I do want to point out if someone's taking charcoal or GI detox, particularly to be sure to take those away from other supplements, medications, mm -hmm. nutrients, because they can also bind to, to those substances. It's not as important with some of our other binders, but those particularly be careful with. I always tell people just to do all of them away, just to be cautious, but um, you know, just something definitely to consider. If you do want to start a binder protocol. Um, 
All right. So we mentioned a little bit about stomach acid a minute ago. So let's talk. Amanda would like to know, she says whenever she uses apple cider vinegar, she gets extremely terrible heartburn and acid reflux that lasts 48 hours. It gives me a burning stomach. I have to use antacids to calm the burning in my stomach. She's tried it for over 10 years. Um, she also can't eat any form of chia seeds or hemp hearts without a very bad stomach ache and has an allergic reaction to avocado where she has tongue swelling and a rash. So she's curious if blood type could be the reason that she's has a difficulty with these products. And, um, you know, my first thought with the apple cider vinegar, she doesn't mention how much she's taking. And I often see with people if they read that a little bit of something is good for them, they think a lot of something must be even better for them. And that is definitely not always true. So with apple cider vinegar, I always want people to start very low, just a small amount, a little bit in some water before. And when I say a little bit, anywhere from like a teaspoon to a half a tablespoon in some water about 20 minutes before they eat. And that really primes the digestive system for the food that's coming in. Um, but it, but if she is just doing a little and still has the burning, then she may have higher stomach acid and that's just causing more problems for her. Um, well, a big thing, a big thing with it is, you know, this is actually a test for a potential stomach ulcer or weakened gastric mucosa. So in our stomach, we have this thick mucus that protects the actual stomach lining from stomach acid because we ha we have to produce a lot of very very strong acid in our stomach to properly digest our food and that would normally damage any you know it's going to damage any tissue of our body i mean it'll burn our skin that that acid and so the mucus there is to help protect it but for a lot of people maybe they were under chronic stress maybe they have an h pylori infection that will weaken that 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 mucosa um Perhaps they're taking a lot of NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Those can weaken that mucosa. And now they are more likely to have damage or, or um, like an aggravated tissue, which can create a stomach ulcer in there. And, and apple cider vinegar is a strong acid. And so for when people, when, you know, whenever we're looking at somebody's stomach acid and trying to improve it. First, one of the great first tests is actually just taking a little apple cider vinegar and water, like a tablespoon and let's say four ounces or, of water or so, and they drink that. And if they have a bad response to it like that, they have burning in their stomach, that's a sign that mucosa is weak, right? And so now what we have to do is really focus on healing that mucosa. So we want to see if there's an H. pylori infection that's you know breaking it down or Perhaps it's being caused because they're taking too many NSAIDs. Those are the most common causes. H. pylori infection, number one, followed by number two, uh, chronic NSAID usage, chronic aspirin, ibuprofen, you know, different things like that that will weaken that gastric lining. And so if obviously if it's the NSAIDs, we take those out um, and we can use anti natural anti-inflammatories that don't have that impact, like ginger, for example. Ginger actually helps support the gastric lining, helps improve uh, the function of the mucosa and it's anti-inflammatory. So we can do something like along those lines. And if it's H. pylori, obviously we want to help reduce that. We want to reduce the H. pylori. I know we've, we've talked about that in, in uh, a previous Q and a, we went, went into a lot of detail there, but that's what that tells me is that this is not really a blood type issue. 
she's having that response with the apple cider vinegar, um, diluted apple cider vinegar. That's obviously a first step is, you know, if you're just taking straight apple cider vinegar, that's going to burn anybody, right? It's going to burn your throat and everything. But if it's a diluted apple cider vinegar, should be no problem. I take diluted apple cider vinegar. I don't notice anything in my stomach. That's a healthy mucosa. And again, like you said, that activates all the digestive juices. But if you do notice that burning in your stomach, that's a sign that that stomach tissue is damaged. There's an ulcer in there. So we've got to heal that. So some things to heal it, things like marshmallow root, aloe vera can be really helpful, L-glutamine, um, uh, deglycerinated licorice root. Licorice root in general, they just take out the uh, glycerin uh, compound because that can uh, preserve the, the half-life of cortisol in the system and potentially cause higher cortisol levels and higher blood pressure. Uh, so that's why they take that out in the supplement. So they, they call it DGL, and that's really helpful. Um, so those are some of the key compounds, I would say, that that are helpful. I know there's a number of other things, but um, yeah, we have some different supplements and protocols that support somebody that has a stomach, stomach issues, stomach ulcer issues. And we got to do that before we start supporting stomach acid. So by the time you have a stomach ulcer, you have low stomach acid. You're not producing enough stomach acid. However, we can't just start targeting the stomach acid because or else you'll create a worsened ulcer. So we've got to heal the, the tissue and support the gastric lining, right? The mucosal lining there um, with those mucologinous type herbs like I talked about and things like L-glutamine. And then from there, now we can start to um, to support stomach acid. We could start by, you know, you do that for a month or two and then you try the apple cider vinegar again and see how you do, right? If you're doing okay with that, now you're taking apple cider vinegar before meals to help activate the stomach acid. Then we might even try a betaine HCL test, kind of see where, how much betaine HCL will help support your body uh, and its stomach acid production. So that's what we're looking at there. You know, you also have that reaction to avocado. That can certainly be an allergy. I think, I believe it's People that have an allergy to latex sometimes are at a higher risk for for avocado. So if it's if it's a severe reaction like that, that's what I'm thinking. There's probably some sort of an allergy there. Um, the chia seed, hemp seed, those are small seeds. So if you've got damage in your in your stomach acid layer, you may also have something like diverticulitis in your system because you might also have damage and inflammation in your in the in the villi and the in the the parts of your intestinal lining, creating little di diverticuli that get inflamed, and a lot of times consuming small seeds like that can uh, can aggravate that. So that's kind of my hypothesis based on the question. Um, yeah. You have awesome. any other thoughts? That was very thorough. Um, I was wondering with the avocado specifically. I was thinking about histamines and wondering mm -hmm. if she also gets um, reactions to other high histamine foods. But like you said, it could, could just be, be that, and that could be uh, that could be in accordance with everything else. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite products. It's liposomal vitamin C. People ask me what what they should take to keep their immune system strong so they don't get sick. I tell them vitamin C. In fact, scientists say that taking vitamin C daily can help you recover from infections and illnesses two times faster. A recent study showed that hospitalized patients suffering from a serious respiratory infection recovered twice as fast when they took vitamin C. And patients were able to go home seven days sooner 
than patients who weren't being given this vitamin. That's pretty incredible, right? And with so many respiratory infections floating around today, vitamin C is a must-have supplement to keep on hand for when you inevitably catch something or if you're dealing with allergy-like symptoms or just aren't feeling very well. But you have to know that not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. If you're taking vitamin C in a capsule powder or tablet form, you may be missing out on key immunity benefits. Vitamin C is not easy to absorb, so most supplements pass through your body without ever helping your immune system. A quality vitamin C supplement that I recommend is made by a company called Purality Health. They have a patented vitamin C formula that utilizes something called liposomal technology to help nutrients absorb eight hundred percent more efficiently than standard supplements and each bottle of their vitamin c delivers increased absorption comes packed with extra nutrients like vitamin e and it's backed by a 180 day satisfaction guarantee and today they're offering 30 percent off to my listeners visit puralityhealth.com and use the coupon drj to save 30 percent on your order the next time you're sick, you'll be grateful you did this. Again, visit puralityhealth.com. That's P-U-R-A-L-I-T-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H.com and use the coupon D-R-J for 30% off today. All right, so let's talk about D3 and K2. So I know we've got some great articles on both of these very important fat-soluble vitamins, but Colette would like to know, is it important to take K2 with D3 or is it enough to take D3 by itself and consume green leafy veggies and cabbage? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, you certainly can take vitamin D3 by itself. You don't need vitamin K2 to boost your vitamin D3 levels, right? Getting out in the sun does not provide K2. You can get out in the sun and get and and improve your vitamin D levels and you can also take supplemental vitamin D3 to improve your vitamin D levels. Now where K2 comes in is K2 works works in synergy. So does magnesium with vitamin D to get calcium out of the bloodstream and into the bones where it belongs. So K2 is kind of like a vacuum cleaner pulling the calcium out of the bloodstream and helping get it into the bones. And that's important because if we have too much calcium in our blood, that can contribute to joint degeneration, to arteriosclerosis, um, calcium oxalate stones, different things like that. So we want to make sure we're getting calcium into the blood, or I'm sorry, into the bones where it belongs. And K2 and magnesium are really helpful with that process. Now, she mentioned eating cabbage and green leafy vegetables. That's not actually a source of K2. That's a source of vitamin K1. K1 is different. K1 is a blood coagulator, meaning that it helps kind of thicken the blood so it can so it can clot effectively. And that's that is important. We need obviously need K1, but it's not K2. K2 we're going to get from fermented foods, particularly the highest source is in um natto, which is a it's a uh, a a, a fermented soybean that's common in in uh, Asian cultures, natto. So it's not really common in America. Now we can get some K2 in egg yolk. That's probably our best source that we're getting it from regularly. Uh, egg yolk, there's some in grass-fed butter. So we can get some in that. Um, a lot of people are not eating enough of those, right? So we can get some nutritionally from that and also fermented foods like uh, sauerkraut and kimchi. We might get some vitamin K2 as well. 
but a lot of people are deficient in vitamin K2. And that's why getting some supplemental K2 can be really helpful and taking it in, in accordance with vitamin D3 can be really helpful for, you know, it's again, it's a synergistic effect to make sure we get the best benefits of vitamin, uh, of vitamin D for pulling the calcium out of the bone, out of the blood and into the bones where it belongs. But you can get, you're just trying to raise your, your vitamin D levels. Just taking D3 alone is helpful, right? I would just say more advanced strategy is take vitamin D with K2 and make sure your magnesium is sufficient as well to get the best benefits there. Yes, I always recommend taking them together. I mean, a lot of people have supplement fatigue. So the more individual supplements they're taking, the less they're likely to actually be consistent with them. And because K2 and D3 are so important, particularly for postmenopausal women who are starting to lose their bone strength, I, I love taking those together with the with the magnesium. So, um, and I did mention they're fat soluble. So what that means is they're better absorbed with fat. So make sure I tell my clients to take that with, I'm usually with a meal, making sure you have a healthy fat in that meal. So that's going to help with absorption of the nutrients. Yeah. Great. All right. Ready for our last question of the day here. All right, let's do the GABA question. Mary on Instagram, with she said, she I read about GABA levels. How do you know if your GABA levels are due to a magnesium, zinc, or B6 deficiency? Yeah, this is important because GABA is like the brakes to the brain and glutamate is a neurotransmitter that is like the gas to the brain. So glutamate helps us think sharply and quickly, have a good memory, um, be able to have good reaction time. It's very important. It gets a bad rap. And the reason why it gets a bad rap is because glutamate also converts into GABA. GABA is the break. So it helps bring calm, peace, um, helps us sleep better and um, makes us less reactionary, right? And more uh, being able to just be calm, right? Under stress. And so there are certain things that will reduce. There's an enzyme called glutamate decarboxylase, which is the enzyme that converts glutamate to GABA. So there are certain things that block that enzyme. And some of those include um, a magnesium or B6 deficiency, right? Now, zinc is important as well. She mentioned zinc. Zinc is actually important for the GABA receptor ac activity. So it helps to activate and sensitize the GABA receptor. Zinc is also important for insulin receptor activity, right? So if we don't have enough zinc, you know, we're not, our hormones themselves are not going to be able to um, get the desired message, right? When they're in circulation to the, to the corresponding cells. So zinc is really important there for actual GABA activity at the cell. So we need to have adequate zinc. We need to have adequate um, magnesium and B6. Those are all important. Also infections, infections will cause a blockage of that glutamate decarboxylase pathway and drive up more glutamate, lower, lower GABA. So chronic infections, viral infections, different things like that will all contribute to that. And also just chronic stress in general, right? So we want to get the stress under control. Obviously, if we're dealing with infections, try to get that under control as well. Toxins can also uh, be a major contributor there. But we got to make sure we've got the magnesium and the B6 on board. 
And so when we're looking at, for example, you know, with magnesium, it's, it's simple, you know, you just try taking some magnesium. And if you notice that your brain calms down, you probably were, were deficient. Most people are very deficient in magnesium. They say magnesium is to the body, what oil is to a car, the more stress we're under, the more we're using up magnesium. It's needed for over 300 enzymatic processes. And so very, very important. We can test, we can look at your serum magnesium levels and they should be between 2.2 and 2.5. So it's a very simple test. If you're getting blood work done with a doctor, ask them to test your magnesium. So they're going to test the serum magnesium. And again, it should be up over 2.2, 2.2 to 2.5 typically uh, is the range we want to be in. Another marker for low magnesium levels would be low GGT, which is a liver enzyme. And so if that's low, that can be a magnesium or a B6. You mentioned B6. That can also be B6 deficiency. Uh, so that's a factor as well. Now, where does B6 come in? A lot of people are also deficient in vitamin B6. B6 super critical for definitely neurotransmitter production, super critical for stomach acid production. We talked about stomach acid earlier. Very important for the methylation process to get rid of um, you know, bad estrogens and different toxins. So B6 plays also a very, very important role. We might see B6 deficiencies in individuals, for example, that are, um, you know, there's a condition called pyroluria, right? And um, if you guys go to my website and type in B6 deficiency, I go through all of these things. But uh, in pyroluria, the person is producing as a byproduct of red blood cell metabolism, these cryptopyroles, and they will bind to both zinc and vitamin B6. And uh, so that limits the amount that they have. So these individuals, about 10% of our population may have this condition, pyroluria. They, um, these individuals oftentimes uh, you know, need real high doses of B6. But a couple things that may jump out to you if you're B6 deficient, one is you tend to have more chemical sensitivities, like you're around perfume and you're like, oh, I have a headache. Okay, MSG sensitivity. So people that are very sensitive to uh, food additives and preservatives, things like that, as well as MSG, oftentimes B6 uh, B6 deficiency. Also poor dream recall. Like you just don't ever remember dreams. You never remember them. It's like you, you, you slept at night, you, know, you don't know what happened. Okay, that can be a sign of a B6 deficiency as well. It's not like you need to remember all, all you know, everything that happened in your dream. You're just like, if you know, I know I dreamed, I feel like this person was in that dream, there was something going on here, you probably don't have a B6 deficiency. But if you can't remember anything, then that could be a, a, a telltale sign of a B6 deficiency. And there's a whole lot of other symptoms. A lot of it overlaps with magnesium. And so that, and and with, which is GABA in general, right? So that can be, um, you know, the challenge there and breaking that down. But with that, you know, if you're having anxiety, if you're having brain fog, if you're having headaches, um, trouble sleeping, there could be a GABA issue. It could be related to an infection, could be related to chronic stress, toxicity. And then of course, we've got to look at, and a lot of times, again, there's overlap. It's more than one of these things, but magnesium, B6, and zinc, right? All really critical. Um, with zinc, a couple big things, sometimes you'll notice like whitening on your fingertips, um, on labs for, oh, loss of smell and taste, right? We learned that, you know, with COVID. So when people have a viral infection, a lot of times they deplete their zinc and they can't, they, they don't have uh, as much taste. If you're noticing like an alteration in, in the way things are tasting, um, loss of smell, that can be related to, to uh, lower zinc levels. 
So those are just some signs that you may look at. Um, and then with zinc, when we're looking at labs, you can definitely test your uh, your zinc levels, right? And so uh, typically we want those between 90 and 130, somewhere around there, uh, your plasma zinc. And, uh, and so that's a good test that you can add on. Uh, if you're getting blood work done, we always check in on everybody. And then also you'll notice on labs, like if you're just getting your standard uh, comprehensive blood analysis, uh, well, not comprehensive, but uh, like if you're looking at your um, your metabolic panel, you may know, and liver enzymes, you may notice that your alkaline phosphatase is low. It's lower than 50, and that can be a sign that your zinc is low as well. So these are just a couple markers and a couple kind of telltale signs that you may see. So things to look out for, but it's a complex question. It is complex. And, it, you know, with all the different it could be, I, I thought this could be overwhelming for people. So I was going to suggest, you know, we can test for these things. You don't have to guess, do I have a magnesium deficiency? Do I have a B6 deficiency? Dr. Jockers has an amazing comprehensive blood analysis that is so incredibly detailed. I mean, it's more than doctors that any of my clients that, that come to me, they say, I've never had this many labs done. And then they have the benefit of really understanding what they all mean because our coaches walk them through each section. What does this mean? We're all um, trained to an analyze these labs. So magnesium and zinc are both on that test. And then with B6, we have a great um, easy at-home urine test that you can do that'll tell you your B6 level. So just encourage you not to get overwhelmed by all of this. I know we try to give you as much information as we can, um, but we don't want to overwhelm you. We're here we're, to guide you. You can reach out to me. My email is melissa at drjockers.com. And we've got a great support system. We've got lots of coaches that are here to help you. So if, if any of this resonated with you and you want to dig deeper and learn more, just reach out to me and I'll I can help. Yeah, wonderful. Great questions, guys. And uh, obviously, we're taking these every month. So if you have questions, you can leave them on my Instagram page. If you're not following me, be sure to YouTube. And also, you can email us at info at drjockers.com. That's info at drjockers.com with any questions that you have. Um, you know, again, following up on those topics. Also, you can go to drjockers.com. You can type in if you're interested in GABA. You type in GABA, and we've got in-depth articles with great infographics that kind of show you all of this, uh, everything that I talked about, B6 deficiency, magnesium deficiency, and that will really help you understand these, these issues uh, more, just understanding them better. And so uh, having a better grasp of that. And of course, you know, if you're dealing with chronic health issues, you've tried doing things on your own and just hitting a plateau, definitely reach out to somebody like Melissa, melissa at drjockers.com. She's working with people all over the world, the wide variety of health conditions, and uh, she's helping so many people get better. And so you could be next. So reach out to her. Thanks again for, uh, for being on with us, Melissa. And guys, we'll see you in a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.